Welcome, everyone. You're on the air with the IWFFA. It is February 17th, the third Thursday of the month. I'm Diane Berylson, your co-host, along with... Hey, Diane, it's Dawn. How are you? Yes, very good. Very busy, Dawn. And it's been, geez, it's just been so, so busy. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're not kidding, right? Like, not just for us, because we had our big tournament in um, January, but also because in the world of sports, right? We've got our Olympics happening. The Winter Olympics are happening right now. So many of our sisters around the world are probably watching and cheering their countries on. And we also had here in the States, we also had the Super Bowl. We've got some news for the IWFFA community as well. So some fun updates there to let you know about. And of course, also in the US here, we have Black History Month. And I'm going to end with one of my favorite quotes tonight. Nice, nice. Okay. All right. So there's a lot to cover. The first thing, right, is let's talk about the tournament a little bit. So, you know, in the context of the Super Bowl, so in at least in the US, male football is top of mind here, right? So we had a huge, you know, the Super Bowl, everybody gets together and parties and watches it or whatever. And so it, it comes to my mind all the time where, you know, the male style of play is completely different. And Diane, you've taught me a lot about that. So at the tournament, did you see, you know, any differences between the the teams that were coached by, you know, men versus teams that were coached by women? Yes. And I was explaining to you before the show started that we have an organization called Moms Coaching Their Daughters Flag Football. And we also have dads coaching their daughters. And there was a big difference. You know, the guys, they're like, <clears throat> well, their background is tackle football. Right. And so you teach what you know. And so the women who never played uh, tackle, who never played flag football, who never coached before, it's a special organization. And that's what we want because we want to create the female style of playing flag football. So this year we had a, a great group of moms coaching their daughters. And I got to give them credit because, like I said, they knew nothing about coaching or flag football, but they were willing to get out there on the field and just imagine their daughters, subliminal messaging, you know, now in, they see their moms in their leadership role. So that's exactly what we want. By the way, I wanted to share something with you also. You okay. know, Porter Wilson, the inventor of flag football, he was a phys ed teacher in 1957. He shared with me an incident during his phys ed class. The boys were playing tackle football. It was getting rough. One of the boys' shirts got ripped. And so he decided to tone down the game by taking that ripped piece of shirt, telling the boys, stick it in your pocket, and instead of tackle, grab this piece of shirt. Wow, and, is that um, how it was invented? I didn't know that. That was, yeah, that was 1957. And so Porter went on to create the belts and flags, flag tag. He's the one who designed Sonic Boom. They pop when you pull them. They need seven pounds of pressure. That was Porter Wilson. Wow. And so in the 60s, the game was being introduced in the United States, but it wasn't until the onset of the Super Bowl, 1967, the very first Super Bowl that really inspired people to get on the flag football field because, you know, they watched this game in the wintertime. There was uh, millions uh, of viewers. How perfect, you know, for football that they would pick 
winter time to sh- have this game. So everybody was watching this game. They wanted to be football players, but you know, to put on helmets and shoulder pads and you have to be in shape. So flag football was the next best thing. Yeah, that was, um, so the Super Bowl was a big push for the flag football. And then uh, Porter Wilson, by the way, he passed, he did a lot of great things for the women's flag football. In the early years, I had traveled cross country, across the United States, teaching women how to play flag football. Now everybody knows how to play flag football, but I would call him up and from city to city and I'd say, Porter, do you think you could send a dozen belts and flags to this group of women? You know, they just learned how to play. And he gave all these equipment to the women for free. And wow. uh, that was in the that was in the 90s, early 90s. And yeah, so that's that. Well, what a great man. Yeah. Yeah, that's a co- that's a, such a cool story. And um, so we're one degree of separation then from the inventor the originator of it all through you diane because you, <laughs> you oh right i'm the i'm the i'm the link yeah it's well, like a whole sensei thing you know like one degree of separation from the sensei like that's pretty cool wow. <laughs> well, you know, well, you know, we have every year we give out the Porter Wilson Award. And this year it went to Bridget Cambridge. She's the lawyer who is working pro bono, her and her organization, Ambria, and they have other lawyers, Sahara and uh, Christine. These women are lawyers, immigrant lawyers working to get our Afghanistan flag football players out of Afghanistan and bringing them here to the United States. So those women got the Porter Wilson Award for their efforts for the work for the Afghanistan flag football women. So that's a prestigious award. I'll tell you, he w- what a great guy. You know, in the early years of flag football, you know, we started the Key West tournament, the Kelly McGillis, it's now called, but the first year was 1992. And it was another world then. There was a lot of discrimination. And I remember many times I'd call up these companies, would you like to sponsor the tournament? And the first question they asked was, are they lesbians who play? And I'm like, well, I know that some of them are, but not all of them. And the phone hung up. So it was, you know, in that day, it was another world. So, but Porter Wilson, he knew that a lot of the women were lesbians in the early years and it didn't matter to him. What a great guy he was. Yeah. So you just mentioned 1992. That's 30 years ago. It's 2022 right now. That's 30 that, years ago, Diane. 2022, you know, 92. It's like, that's a, that, you know, for me, I was in, I was getting out of high school in 1993. So oh to me, it doesn't feel like that long ago. Right. I mean, a lot has happened obviously in that time, but when I, when I hear the nineties, I don't really think, you know, it was a long time ago, but obviously some of our young players weren't even born yet in the nineties. I know, I know. It's, um, <laughs> well, you know, during the tournament, I had a dad come up to me and he said, coach Diane, you know, that my daughter who is 27 years old now played with you when she was just nine years old. Aww. And And so that's been happening now in uh, the Florida Keys. I've stuck with these girls for all these years and they recognize me. I I hardly recognize them because they're adults now, but. Yeah, it's all grown up. And some of them will probably, hopefully become moms that will coach, right? That's the. Absolutely. Absolutely. Let's let's hope for that. Right. So. The tournament itself, you know, we had a lot of international teams this year. We had Europe couldn't make it because of the COVID. They had they got hit hard, but we still had Jamaica, 
Morocco, Honduras, El Salvador. Those were our, our international teams. Wonderful. And the U.S., so they come here from these countries. They're going to spend the whole week. And we had a lot of events. And we, had, we have videos. Our listeners should check it out. Just go on YouTube and search for IWFFA. And the videos are phenomenal. We had um, two professional companies video. So they're really nice pieces. One focuses on social events, the other on the uh, games themselves. We had four divisions, women's higher, women's lower, junior division and girls and really good play in every division and social events. You know, we had um, player clinics, officiating clinics. We had Save the Drunken Sailor Golden Arm Wrestling Contest. We had a really nice event called Sing. Sing and all the teams, we were there with a singer, Adrian is her name, and it was similar to a karaoke, but it wasn't karaoke. Adrian had a guitar and whatever songs we wanted to sing, and we went behind the mic. That was sweet. That was oh, really fun. great. That's we great. Had this, we had this woman from Honduras, and she was put on the spot. Adrian wanted her to sing a lively Spanish song, so she sang La Rumba. You know that song? Oh, okay. All right. And Jamaica came up and they were they were really getting into it. Everybody went up. Everybody went up. And it was so. And then we had our parade. You know, we had our Kelly's players parade. And um, like I said, the games were awesome. It was cold. We had a cold front. That was one thing that happened that wasn't so nice, especially for quarterbacks. Quarterbacks, teams had to mostly keep the ball down on um, for running plays. But. I'm telling you, it was it was a phenomenal event. Let me just say that the championship teams in the higher division was Cat 5. In the women's lower division was First Order. For the juniors, the Marathon Junior Team won. And for the girls, Marathon Mermaids. Wow, so Marathon bringing it this year. 27 teams, 27 teams. Wow, and, know, and on four fields too, right, Diane? That's a lot to manage. Yeah, you know what they had? Yeah, our volunteers, our officials, everybody was split. We had four different fields and one of them was really super. It was high school stadium and we had state of the art facility, announcers booth, the field itself. Everything was just perfect. And then we had because our main field was under construction, they put artificial turf in there. So that meant that we had to split our officials, split the volunteers. We had two concession stands instead of one. If anybody has done food concession stands during their events, they know that that itself is a lot of work. It's a lot. It's absolutely yeah. a lot. Yeah, but I mean, were, yeah. organizing all this stuff is is such a lot of, it's so much work and you couldn't do it without the volunteers. So if you're, if you were a volunteer at the tournament, thank you. Thank you. Thank you from us, from all the players. Thank you from the bottom of our hearts and cleats for, you know, your time and energy and, and making the tournament a success. So with well, that, let's take a break. And when we come back from the break, we're going to talk more about the tournament and some other stuff happening in the IWFFA. Have you registered for the next IWFFA tournament? It's easy. It's fun. It's flag football. 
We welcome all ages and levels of team play from highly competitive, competitive, social, beginners, juniors, and girls. And we want to see you and your team on the field at the next IWFFA tournament. We offer tournaments throughout the year and around the world. Just go to our International Women's Flag Football Association's website, experience the excitement, and play IWFFA. Female flag football from all over the world at its best. See us on YouTube, our website, and email IWFFA at IWFFA.com today to join. See you on the field. All right. Welcome back. Conversation with Diane and Dawn uh, and the IWFFA. We're going to continue our conversation about the tournament and especially volunteers. So, you know, a lot of nonprofit organizations rely on volunteers uh, and we are certainly uh, one of those. So Diane, you know, are there any other shout outs you want to make sure get out there for some of your extra special volunteers? Oh yeah, absolutely. Listen, I could not have done the tournament this year without Brisida Beltran and Ellie Montavan. These are women from El Salvador who made the travel and work like dogs. And Steve and Monica, Stephanie, other people, they'll, they'll know who they are once they hear their names. But companies, so, you know, we had four international countries represented. And Great. I want to thank Arsimoto of Key West. That's an electric car company. All those women, all those international teams got transportation for the entire week for free. Woo! And that, yeah. That's so awesome. Oh my God. And, and what a hoot, what a great, those electric cars are tremendous, tremendous fun. So that was Arsimoto. And then I want to give a shout out to Key Lime Pie Company because oh, that was, you know, yummy, our girls not yummy. <laughs> our, our girls, you know, the girls night out, we throw them. Well, this year they got rides on those electric cars. And then we brought them into town, Key West, and they got free pizza from Angelina's uh, Pizzeria every year. Okay. That guy Skip is phenomenal. And then ice cream, though, you know, ice cream, the last last year they had given over 100 ice cream cones and it was a bit too much for them. So Stephanie from the Key Lime Pie Company says, that's not a problem for me. I'll uh, let me give them free ice cream. So they all packed her store. And thank you, Stephanie, so much. And yeah. and just all the volunteers. Yeah, all the volunteers. All You know, we had some really good, great officials, Denny. Thomas, JC, overall, they did a good job. And I, and I'm just very grateful. So well, and I'm sure did you want the best they could? Cause it's not easy. That's for sure. <laughs> no, cause we were, listen, we were spread on four different fields, but listen, so we did interviews with the women. You want to take a listen? You can, yeah, and you can, you can hear straight from the teams who competed. Let's take a listen now to these women. All right, ladies, can you talk to me about the tournament? Tell me what team you're on and uh, how your experience was. Oh, we're Blue Thunder All-Stars. Okay. Okay. And um, the tournament was great, actually. We really enjoyed it. We really had fun. Uh, what'd you have fun doing? Playing football, playing with all my friends and new girls and just seeing everybody and watching the other games. Was there any team that impressed you? I would have to say, hmm, impress me the most. Who would you say, Brick? Uh, 
Cat 5. First order. Yeah, first order. order. First so order. next year, first order is going in the higher division. Yeah, they were amazing. Yeah, yeah they, they were. were. Kia, you were there when uh, Cat Five was playing Blue Wave in the uh, championship. It went into overtime, overtime, overtime. Were you there yes. two years ago? Yes. Yeah, that was. So, did they play better than that skill level? Um, no. No. I don't think it was like uh, that. Was probably a better game, but this was a good game. It was close. And they were kind of going back and forth. What was the score? Uh, 19 to 0. Oh. No, 19 to 6. 19 to 6? Okay, interesting. Okay. Let's get some big fine women. What was it like for you, the tournament? It's just more of a learning experience. It gets better every year. It's, uh, What's your name? Val. What team are you with? Big fine woman. And so, what was the anything that really stuck out? Um, just the the sportsmanship and all the women. I love it. We're just here to have a good time and learn from each other and support each other. And I welcome all of you. If you guys hear me, to come back and and let's make it more bigger. Learn from each other more. Bigger. And we need more officials. <laughs> if anybody, right, just encourage you. everybody to come back and invite your friends. Your well, the Key West, Key West women. Love it. Key West women want to play you guys. I, I love and start, and I'll key, get on that field. And, and the Key Largo, the Key Largo women are talking about starting their own team. Yes, please, 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 let's do it. Hi, my name's Alyssa. This is my first year playing, and I just love the idea of this organization and having to meet uh, or meet, being able to be so lucky and meet other countries that have no, that are competing in this. I've never played flank football, but I enjoyed it and had so much fun playing and. Really, the connection of this organization is very, very attractive and beautiful that you guys do. The tournament is always wonderful and good time. And love to see everyone coming back every year. That's my biggest happiness is love to see everyone. You, what team do you play for? Uh, Big Pie Woman. So, so my name's Dee. This is my first year. I didn't have a clue before I played. I'd never even really watched much of a game, but I absolutely love it. it was, I had so much fun. So much fun. Yeah, my daughter played too, so it was fine. Bailey, they, she was in Sugarloaf. Yeah, Sugarloaf, they came They come second. I just loved it. I, j I just can't wait to do it again. I mean, I didn't move very quick this morning after a few days of playing, but... But give me a few days, I'll be up and ready to go again. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. Thank you so much. Okay, we got the officials here now. What did you guys think about the tournament? I thought, uh, in spite of the weather, everybody had a good time. Can't, right. can't control the weather. Right, right. But this might have been the, yeah, the, the coldest, the most highest winds we've ever had to play through. Yeah, but yeah. I thought um, everyone sucked it up and had a good time. And your name is? Tom Wasco. And you're an official? Yes, football official for Tom's the head official. 38 years. 38 years. And Tom, Danny? Tom's our head official. Okay. Anything, Danny, you want to share? Well, you know, what I thought was amazing is you bring them all together from all parts of the world and how the cultures are different. And even with these fine ladies, their level of play was different, but that everybody adjusted understood that there were going to be differences and then blended in the end yeah. and it was it was mutual love and the, the respect was all there and that's what it's all about and sportsmanship guy sportship and sportsmanship <laughs> tommy did 20 games i did 16. 
Tell us what did you think about the weekend? Well, it was lovely. I had a great time. What's your name? Kayla. Okay. What team do you play with? The Logos from St. Louis. St. Louis. Yes. And tell us more. Um, I had a great time. Loved coming down with my team. Uh, Key West is beautiful. Loved playing football in January. Um, I'm so grateful for all the referees and all the teams that came out, uh, international and, you know, U.S. teams as well. Um, local teams down from Florida bringing everybody out. But no, overall, it was a good time to spend with uh, a lot of great girls. What did you think about the Kelly McGillis Classic? Oh, I thought it was amazing. It was so much fun. First time. Yes, first time Have in you Key West. Another tournament? Yes, in P Town. So, how does it compare? Oh, it was so much fun. Okay. It was good. Teams, teams were great. It was an awesome experience. Yeah, I had a lot of fun too. And your name is Amber. Okay, Amber. First time? My first time in Key West. Yeah. Okay. Normally play in uh, P Town. Oh, P Town, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Can I just tell you something? Yeah. I love the refs in P Town. Oh, yeah. Renee and Mark oh, yeah. and yeah, those they're the best refs. So we miss them here. What do you think, Kelly? Uh, it was a great tournament. We got a lot of great teams that are out here, a lot of tough playing. It was good to see uh, everybody giving each other a hard time and shaking hands afterwards. It was a lot of uh, clean playing around, good flag pulling, and all in all, a good time. We had a great time, first order. Had a wonderful time, four rookies, and we took our side of the tournament uh, undefeated with no scores on our defense. Six rookies. Six rookies, I'm corrected. So it was, it was great. It's really exciting, and I think it's going to do a lot for us and our team and our, our future team building, and it's great. So thanks for having us. We really like the way that you guys uh, put it together, and we really appreciate it. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Hey. Hey. What did you think about the tournament? It was amazing to see team. Unfortunately, with COVID, I suppose you couldn't get teams from Europe. It's right. difficult. No Sweden. It's, but no Morocco was incredible. It was incredible to see players from uh, Jamaica, uh, from El Salvador, from Honduras. So it was great that the, the world is still coming even in these difficult times, which speaks to the quality of the, the tournament itself. ¿Ya se registraron para el próximo torneo IWFFA? Es fácil, es divertido, es flag fútbol. Aceptamos y damos la bienvenida a todas las edades y a todos los equipos con distintos niveles de juego, desde altamente competitivos, competitivos, sociales, principiantes, infantiles. Deseamos verte a ti y a tu equipo en la cancha en el próximo torneo IWFFA. Ofrecemos torneos a lo largo del año y alrededor del mundo. Solo vayan a nuestra página oficial de la Asociación de Flag Fútbol de Mujeres, www.iwffa.com. Experimenta la emoción y juega. IWFFA, Flag Fútbol Femenino. A lo largo del mundo, en su mejor momento. Conoce de nosotros en YouTube, nuestra página web y correo electrónico iwffa.com. Únete hoy. Nos vemos en la cancha. And we're back and we're going to change gears a little bit and, and stick to some news that you can use in the IWFFA world. So did we find our philosopher, Diane? We did! We Woo! have a new philosopher for the IWFFA. Nazik. Cool. Her name is Nazik. Nazik from Morocco. 
so in our March flag football news, we're going to get her first piece. And so we're just not going to have to wait and see. By the way, if anybody would like to receive the IWFFA flag football news, just send us your email. It's free. They can email IWFFA at IWFFA.com. So welcome to Zeke. And we can't wait to read what she wants to share. Yeah, that'll be awesome. Yes. So now <laughs> we've got a new lady uh, philosophizing, you know, from Morocco. Very cool. Very cool. So yeah, I always liked reading our former philosopher stuff. So I'm excited to hear, you know, a new voice and hear what she has to say. So that'll be fun. And also in our latest news, there was an article from Coach Allison Wood about Let's Talk Flag Football, right? Oh, and, yeah. and I thought it was so cool. Because, so if you guys haven't checked out your newsletter in your inboxes yet, definitely check out her article this time. You know, and I've often wondered this. She asked the question, why is it so often the parents in the stands are the worst at sports? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they get so involved. You know, the parents are the ones who get upset with everything when their child's team starts to lose. And what an effect it has on the players. That's the sad part. Yeah. You know, parents need to let their children just let it let it happen. I mean, it's not the end of the world. You know, it's the score that uh, really dictates the behavior of parents at some of the matches. I got to say, we've been pretty lucky. And I think we've been pretty lucky, but sports is notorious. You know, coaches won't even talk to parents during games. They're not allowed to speak to the coaches until after the game is over. Yeah, there's a lot of this going on, right, Where that I've, I've heard about. And one of the things that, you know, I was thinking about from her article, especially is kind of at the end of her article, right, where she talks about, you know, lessons for the kids, and, and the poor kids are sort of stuck in the middle, right? They've got their parents telling them things. They've got their coaches telling them things. So right. it's like, please let the coach, you know, do their job right or wrong or whatever, you know, but I do love, love, love when the parents come out. So I have a personal story about that because I played sports, you know, growing up and my parents came and my dad was one of the only dads that was able to come because our games were right after school and his job allowed him to, to make it in time. And a lot of the dad's jobs didn't. And so he was one of the only men out there cheering, you know, us girls on and, and he became like the team dad, you know, it was like the stand-in <laughs> team dad, which was, which was really awesome, you know, and he, oh, enjoyed, sweet. yeah, he enjoyed it too. So I just, really love it. You know, and it meant, it meant a lot to me and, and my teammates that my dad came out. So, you know, we certainly love having the parents there, but uh, please, please, if you, if you, if you are sitting near parents that aren't behaving, you know, we, we feel your pain. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and in her article, you know, too, she had to actually call a timeout and talk about, you know, what's acceptable and what's unacceptable and, you know, talk about what men call sportsmanship, right? And either, you know, we call it, what do you call it, Diane? Sportship. We take the man out. And we call, I, I've uh, made the word generic. It's sportship. There you and, go. Uh, yeah. yeah. 
There you go. And I looked it up too, just to kind of check in on things. And uh, other words, instead of sportsmanship, if you prefer, are like fair play and integrity and spirit and, you know, teamwork and all yeah. respect, right? All that yeah. good stuff. Nice, nice. Oh. <laughs> and you looked it up. Good, Dawn. You're very good. You're very, very thorough. I um, uh, I try. I do what I can with what I've got, right? Like all of us. <laughs> we we have from the flag football news this February, though, we do have some updates. Honduras is not able to host the tournament because of COVID. Sorry to say, but we do have our very first flag football festival, April 10th to the 17th. And that's going to be wild. That is flag football clinics every day for every position and also women's support groups, women's music, indigenous women. It's just uh, out there in the woods. You bring your tent, you bring your sleeping bag, they'll feed you. And it's in El Salvador. It's really inexpensive. And it's going to be a, a phenomenal experience. Women only. So ladies out there, really uh, think about joining the Women's Flag Football Festival. And how can they learn more? How can everybody learn more about that, Diane? Is it out on the website? It's listed on the website underneath tournaments for anything that we talk about, you and I, anything about the flag football for the International Women's Flag Football Association, just email us. Go to the website, iwffa.com, or email us. And it's so simple. It's the initials of our organization, iwffa at iwffa.com. Perfect. And yep. so last time, Diane, you know, we were also talking about our Afghani sisters and the situation there. So if, if folks didn't hear our last episode, you really should go check it out because we had an amazing guest who really schooled us on a lot of things. There. Ah. Right? Wasn't he amazing? Um, Steven. Steven, yeah, he was superb. And I certainly learned a lot. So just want to give a shout out to our last episode there, where we, you know, we spent some time talking about, you know, our Afghani sisters. And, and so what's the major update? We're, we're still working hard to get them over here, right? Well, it's, it's going to take a little time because papers are filed so that they can live work legally here in the United States. They have jobs, they have housing and work once they arrive to Key West. We have partners also up in Provincetown, Massachusetts, who's willing to take the Afghan women. Some of them are men because they're the husbands or the uh, brothers. And so we're just waiting. It's a process. So we hope in the near future that we'll have our Afghans here in the United States. These are our flag football players who started to play in 2018 when they traveled to India. They brought the sport back to Afghanistan. And then in August last year, when the Taliban took over, because they broke Taliban law, they are being persecuted. They're being searched for. So our women are in hiding, but we are getting closer to bringing them over here so they could be safe. And that's the update. I can't tell you anymore. Wonderful. Well, that's a, that's a wonderful update that progress is being made. And thanks again to our pro bono legal team that's working so hard to help. Yeah, ladies. That would Bridget, Cam Bridget Cambridge and uh, Sahara and Katrina, they are working pro bono for our women. That's wonderful. And, you know, much appreciated. So uh, ladies, if you're listening, please send 
good vibes uh, to our Afghani sisters who are in hiding because they play football just like the rest of us. So with that said, I, you know, I knew some folks would really want to know about that, Diane. And I just want to give a shout out to all of our Black sisters because it is February. It is Black History Month. And I happen to have seen one uh, this wonderful speaker, some of you may have heard of her, Maya Angelou. So when I was in college, I was at community college and Maya Angelou really had a big heart for folks at community colleges who didn't get the best speakers usually, right? Because we didn't have the money to pay. I mean, she showed up anyway, and I got to see her in person, Diane. Wow. What a wow. this woman was. I mean, so could you feel her? Could you feel her energy uh, when she was speaking? Place. Yeah, absolutely. The whole I room? Mean, the whole auditorium was so respectful and silent because she is just um incredible, incredible speaker. And so I've been inspired by her ever since, you know, way back when and at the community college. And so I just want to close with one of my favorite quotes of hers. She has so many, it's hard to choose, but this one, you know, we sort of mentioned it with sportship or (laughs) taking the man out of sportsmanship, but with sportship, it's so (laughs) perfect for that. And so just in honor of Black History Month and, and sportsship and, you know, our women around the world, the late great Maya Angelou said, People will forget what you said. People will forget what you did, but people will never forget how you made them feel. Ah, so true. So So true. So true. So So, so we hope that if you were at the tournament or you weren't at the tournament, you feel part of the IWFFA community of women and that you feel, you know, comfortable giving us a shout sharing, you know, some of this news, looking forward to getting together again and playing some football. So thank you so much for listening. Diane, any final words of wisdom from you? No, listen, just that we'll have our March flag football news come out on the 1st of March. And if there's any listener out there who would like to be on our show, you're welcome to join us. Just send us an email. Maybe next month we'll do a live show. Who knows? You think we're ready for a live show, Dawn? <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> you know, we, we're getting, I'm getting more and more comfortable, right? As we go along, but let, let's see what happens. <laughs> okay. Very good. Okay. Until next time, the third Thursday of every month on the air with the IWFFA. Take care, everybody.